1: Entrepreneurs on the moon we shape
3: the life for a better tomorrow What's going on? My name is Stephen Knight And you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show You know we broke your heart you rolling out your face You know I'm coming over to make
1: sure you're okay. You don't have to wait I'm a favorite day I'm a superman You're going to play You're going to wait
4: Good evening
3: and welcome to the Stephen Knight Show here on EOTM Radio. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. As always, we'll be discussing the latest in entertainment, news, sports, fashion, and movie reviews. Tonight we welcome Pastor Keon Henderson to tell us about a blog that he wrote entitled The Cure for Ebola. And also something about some of the wonderful things that he and his congregation are doing at the Lighthouse Church in Houston, Texas. Then Keega Goon joins us uh, to talk about her upcoming play, When a Man Loves a Woman, that debuts later this month here in Atlanta, Georgia. Plus, we'll get an update from E.P. McKnight, who was on our show a few months ago to raise funding for her play based on breast cancer awareness and survivors. As always, we to be part of the discussion, so call into your questions and comments, the number is 718 664-6543, Six six four six five four three again, that's 718 you can also join us in chat, there's a link on our Facebook page, but first, let me see if she's here, Miss Parker, are you there? She might not be, I know she uh, started a boot camp, I saw some pictures and she was getting in, she's probably running right a few minutes late, but she'll be on in a few, uh, Chike, what's going on?
5: What's up, boss man, how are you?
3: I'm doing good, I'm doing good, It's pretty good Monday, I can't complain, how was your Monday? Yes,
4: sir, it was good, it was good.
3: That's good. I do want to remind everyone to connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, on Twitter, Google, and of course our official website, the Stephen Show dot web dot com. Also, K, you had a site. We can talk about it.
5: Oh, yeah. I actually attended, um, well, Conversations with K Evans attended the uh, Elegant Eyes Trunk Show, uh, which guest hosts with Chris M- Chrisette Michelle.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, had a blast. It was very, very, very. Uh, I felt high profile. Um, wow. It's just, you know, just to be um, in an event like that, and how you just watch people react to a star being in the room. It was just right. really, really interesting. And she's such a sweet and humble person. It's, it was yeah. really, really cool. Wow, wow. That's
3: awesome. And
5: and th- those people were buying up those designer eyeglasses. They were tearing down. You <laughs> know how
3: was it how was the event? Because when I was talking to her last week. Um, you know, it seemed like it'd be a wonderful event. Wonderful event. So, how was it the, overall? And I know you've been before. and You said they're always good.
5: Yeah, uh, the first one that I attended the um, the celebrity guest was uh, June Ambrose. She launched a, a set of eyewear, and it's it's very they're very very professional and 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 I will say high post. Uh, when when you walk in their store, you feel like. You are on cloud nine. They treat you with mm. such class and dignity. Like when you, it, it, I stress that because it's a little different than your average eyeglass place. You know, people walk up to you and they talk to you and they're, they're polite. That's one way. When you walk into an elegant eye store, not only do you get that, but you also feel like you're part of the family because it's a family owned business. Mm. Okay. So, okay. Their most of their clients have been with them for years. We're talking like eight, nine, ten years, and they actually love them like family. It's a really, right. really cool environment.
3: That sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah, I do. I do want to uh, let everyone know that I'll be performing this weekend um, on Saturday at twelve thirty. It's a two day event. It's, I'll perform on the main stage at the seventeenth annual Tahilo Wajid. Hope I say that right. Uh, presents World Natural Hair health and beauty show. It's going to be at the Georgia International Convention Center, which is 200 Convention Center Concourse here in Atlanta, Um, uh, College Park. It's actually supposed to be a huge event. I think it's like 3,000 people. So I'll be performing there, singing some of my songs. So uh, if you're around, definitely, uh, you know, check us out. Also, Life Generals will be performing that Sunday. So they have a lot of good performers and a lot of uh, things that they're doing to celebrate you know, natural hair, health, and beauty, and whatnot. So check us out. Those, Ms. Parker, those, I,
5: uh, those events mm-hmm. are normally nice.
3: Yeah, they're supposed to be really nice. They're 17th annual, so I look, I look forward to it. Ms. Parker, how are you
2: doing? Hi, I'm doing amazingly well. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. I saw your uh, boot camp pictures. You're not playing, are you?
2: <laughs> Actually, I hired a trainer. That wasn't a boot camp. Oh, yeah, I'm
3: sorry. Yeah, a trainer, your trainer.
2: Your uh, trainer. Yeah, I, I got a new trainer. I, I trained with someone on Tuesdays, but I wanted to, uh-huh. you know, the winter time is coming up, and yes. I felt like my body had already adapted to my old workout. I was working mm-hmm. out, but I wasn't feeling it anymore. So I was yeah. trying to maybe change up my routine. I do that every so often or whatever, but uh, my girlfriend and I were just talking about how the colder it get, the more hungry we are. It's the truth. <laughs> so I felt like true. I need to kick it up a notch because I've been eating a lot. I'm like thinking, Nash, should I is it too late to eat?" So, but yeah, I, I had a, a 7 p.m. Uh, session with him, and, and it was really good.
3: That's good. That's real good. Yeah, I, I'm all constantly always looking online, um, looking for new things. Like you said, you get stagnant in your same routine, so you got to switch it up, and that's what we've been doing in the gym. But I, I think it is – I remember we talked about the personal training. You said you need someone really just to motivate you at this point, you know, when it's getting colder and you're not motivated to, to get out there, huh?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I still I still do because, for me, it's just a part of my daily routine. But I right. think what is mm-hmm. what this is going to do for the next – I hire him for two two months. What is going to do is give okay. me new ideas. Um, right. and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to push my body to a different level. So when I do start training on my own, I'll have different things to do, and then my body right. hasn't really adapted to this workout yet. So I think okay. it'll be good.
3: Yeah, it will be good, especially during and
2: the so, so Thanksgiving and Christmas, all that stuff is coming up, right. and I am going to eat. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs>
3: exactly. Well, listen, I want to remind everyone at home that we are nominated for uh, 2014 Hottest Entertainment Awards. Those are coming up. Uh, as the wonder approaches, the Steve and I show picked up another nomination for Hottest Online Radio Show, and then me, as an artist, I picked up the nomination for Hottest World Vocalist and Hottest Rising Superstar. So go to atlshottest.com and please cast your vote. I get people tweeting us and uh, sending me uh, Facebook messages. They're voting for us. So people I don't know, so that's that's a good sign. So hopefully we'll win the award again this year. But, uh, Chike, now I know your solo tonight, Adam, had a, a last-minute emergency.
5: Uh, okay. What's going on in world of movies? Well, I did not go out and see anything new in the theaters. Uh, okay. This new trend has been catching on with us. And, you know, I, it started last week and it's happening again this week where I've had a, a director actually get in touch with me and wanted me to screen his movie for him. There's okay. a director wow. out of the UK. His name is Jason Crute, And he uh, released an indie film called Le Fear 2 Les Sequel. And uh, it's a sequel to a film that is about a director who made a film um, and it bombed horribly. This is from the first movie, La Fear. This is La Fear 2, where the same director is making another film to bounce back from his debacle of a film in the first movie. So he's creating this horror film. The film La Fear 2 is a, it's actually a comedy. Um, I will say this it's an indie film, and it's one of those artsy films that maybe your average person may not it may not be their taste, but mm. I found it hilarious just simply because I understand what the movie business is, and everything that could go wrong on the set, everything that could go wrong in the production, everything that could go wrong in this whole fiasco of making the movie did and it was hilarious, it was genius. On his behalf, I mm. think um, wow. it, it's very it's it's a filmmaker's movie. I'll say that. So if you're into making films and you know you want something to to chuckle at, check out Jason Krutz, La Fear too. It's it's actually uh, it's one of those quirky movies. The British one. Okay. okay, okay. You
4: saw two movies,
3: one
5: of the two movies, or was it, was that one? It
3: was just that one. Okay. I was too okay. busy
5: with Chrisette Michelle. Are you kidding me? I know. I couldn't go I to know. the movie. You, you,
3: and the pictures look great, You you styled a profile, and then you you had someone
5: uh dress you, didn't you? uh yes, this boutique out of Philadelphia called taddy Boy um mm-hmm. I actually they actually that outfit was actually supposed to be for my birthday, um that passed in the spring,
1: mm-hmm. but I never
5: wore it, so I'm like, oh my God, I need the impress Chrisette. What can I wear? what can I wear? aha so yeah, yeah, well, you
3: styled a profile, and you did your thing,
5: <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>
3: All right, CK. Well, thanks as always. Have a good week, okay? Absolutely. All right. Aaron, what's going on, man? Aaron.
4: Are you on mute?
2: All right. I know he's
4: there. Is he on? He's there.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, Ms. Parker, you
2: anything,
3: what news you want to discuss? I know you're, you're a news buff like me.
2: I've been trying to stay away from the news. I've been um trying to just, I'm, I feel sometimes I just need a break from the news. Yeah. Overwhelming. Um, yeah. The same information. I just, I, you know, my whole take on the news is I love hate relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I just think they, they're killing this Ebola thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so, and so, my thing is, um I think, I think what the news does is, is create fear. Um, for people to kind of take their minds off what's really going on, right? Um, yeah. So I, I really just haven't been um, watching lately. I've, I've been, I've been kind of uh, toning up, uh, trying to stay out of it. But obviously, social media won't let you completely, um, yeah. um from it. But um, for the most part, I've been, I've been staying away. But just as a quick note, um, I was, I was watching CNN while I was trying to find something else to watch before, before the show. And um, the legendary uh, designer Oscar de la Renta just passed away. Oh really? Um, not, yeah, yeah. He, he did. He just passed away. He's he's originally from the DR, but he's been here uh, since he was a young a young man, and um, a great legend in the the fashion industry, part, fashion war. So he's definitely going to be missed, and I think that um, uh, uh, he definitely influenced a lot of people, in, not only in fashion, but um people who came from, from little or nothing to really you know mm-hmm. train and create their own their own thing. So um rest yeah. in
3: peace. Exactly. Rest in peace. Did you hear about the uh the story about the uh Serena Williams and her sister the Williams sisters and the comments that were made by the uh Russian president I think he's over something over there that has to do with athletics. He called yeah. um
2: you know yeah. what I wasn't surprised, a lot of those European countries, to be honest with you, are very
1: racist.
2: Mhm. Not sure if you saw when um Kim Kardashian and her family went to uh host an event in one of those countries and um and she was called an in lover. Wow. And her baby yeah. was harassed on the plane. So I'm not surprised. Yeah, he made a comment that they are the Williams brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and said that it was supposed to be a joke, but even if you even if you were joking, that's not supposed to be a public <laughs> joke. You know what I mean? Like, especially we in your doors, doors. <laughs> right? We all say things inappropriate behind closed doors, and I'm not saying be racist behind closed doors, but you have to have some kind of tact, especially if you're the president. Up um, exactly. country, and you have so much influence over other other people and how they may view the Williams sisters moving forward, just because you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Serena handled it with class because I know she's one to not usually um, hold her, you know, her own opinion. Uh, right. She she was able to articulate her opinion very well without, without being uh, classless. So she had a lot of grace in, in class as she um, uh, talked about the, the issue with him. And um and I, I just think it's, it's sad other the way around.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, Monica Winsky's back in the headlines. You know, she did a piece. In a magazine a few months ago, addressing everything because she now she's forty years old and she writes she didn't have a voice when she was younger as an intern, and so um, she did she was asked to speak because uh, she's trying to help women who have I guess been uh, in situations like her as young women, and so she's talking about the fact that she you know she was in love with the president you know whatever and her mistakes that she made. Um, and a lot of people are saying, why is she coming out now? Do you have any thoughts well,
2: on that? Supposedly, supposedly now she's heading this campaign online, of people um, online bullying um, and yeah. calling women sluts and things like that. Not just women, but just the whole online bullying thing. She's supposed to be kind of like the new had somebody who was fair hair and that and, and the, like the spokesperson or whatever. Um, so uh-huh. she finally went ahead and created a, a social media accounts which she didn't have before because of, of, she said the comments that she was getting. She, she had was. social media took her accounts down because of, she said every, every picture, everything had to do with her being called a slut and all those things. So mm-hmm. she said, you know, it's been this many years now. She's still being called those things. I know. And so her goal is to kind of change the public um, I, I guess um, perception of, of, you know, being able to say anything behind the screen, which we, you and I talk about all the time, people say mean right. things which I don't understand right. why follow yeah. somebody yeah. on social media if you're just going to be rude and mean like that? that's something that just doesn't make sense to me,
3: because
1: exactly. you have
2: to actually look them up and follow them, like it's not like they're coming yeah. up, you know what right. I mean like yeah. you're following them just to be mean if you're not a fan, why follow them right, yeah,
3: yeah um, have you been watching uh, Scandal and um, How to Get Away with Murder? What happened?
2: Have you been watching Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder? Yeah, I have. I have. I, I I was late to Scandal. Um, I think I started watching the second season. I caught up. Yeah. Um, and then I've been watching it since, and then How to Get Away with Murder. I've been watching that, too. It's, it, they're both just getting over the top. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, really good right.
2: shows, but it's, just, it's a lot that goes on with those shows. It's a lot that goes on. Well, Shonda Rhimes is under, well, she, she kind of got criticized
3: because, you know, it's a lot of sex scenes. And then people are re- really criticizing the fact that she has gay sex scenes in there. And she basically clapped back and said, you know, basically, you know, if you don't like it, don't watch it. She said this is, you know, it's not based on, right? It, you know, she's she making it so that everyone's included in her shows. So right. how do you feel about that?
2: I read yeah. an article. Uh, you know, I always like to read articles that has, has a different take on it. And uh-huh. the article was pretty much just comparing kind of the audience that 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 watches her show. So mm-hmm. there, were, the article was really saying that a lot of black people have an issue with it, which is a cultural mm-hmm. thing. and A religious thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the whole Christian thing and, and overly religious and hypocritical thing that you and not. You know that I've talked about um, right. on the show before. I think, comes into the mm-hmm. play there. I'm not saying that, you know, your kids should watch it, but I think we're all adults. If right. it bothers you, like she said, don't watch it. I mean, she's the right. creative, and it's her show. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think it's very simple. Like, if it's an issue, then just don't watch it. Right, all
3: right. All right, Well, last story I want to talk about. Rick Ross, have you seen his weight loss?
2: No, I have not.
3: He has lost. I mean, he, he posts pictures of him in the gym or him working out with these trainers. I'm trying to see if it shows exactly how much weight he's lost. He's lost so much weight. I mean, he looks really good. Like he's lost a whole lot of weight. He looks like like a different person in a sense. But um,
2: oh, yeah, to him i on that. I just looked it up. I'm very happy for him, but I'm yeah. not. You know, you know, I'm not easily convinced by that because I do think that health is a lifestyle, right. and people losing and gaining weight because they're only doing it for a momentary um mm. reason. It's not it's not that a lifestyle that they're committed to for a long for the long right. term. So I'm happy right. that he hundred pounds. But, you know, my my hopes for him is that he's able to keep it off. Right, because
3: you know he had a lot of health issues before. Remember he had right. some issues exactly. on his private jet. so yeah, my hopefully it is point. a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Point. No, I, I,
2: I see I see him. No, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's it awesome. is. It is. All right, well everyone
3: not okay. a joke. It's
4: a lot of ways. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Aaron is back. What well, is
3: going on, Aaron? What up? What up, everybody? Hey,
4: Aaron. Hey, Miss Parker. Hey, Mr. Knight.
3: What's going on? A, a lot happening in the sports. What do you have for us? Oh my gosh, man! Sports, sports, sports. I see. Falcons suck. Uh, uh, Dallas is playing ex- extremely well. Uh, Robert Griffin the third. Still, it's still hurt. Um, Kirk Cousins is is out as the uh, starter, starting quarterback for the um, Washington Redskins, and Colt McCoy is in. Colt McCoy, um, who actually um, took Kirk Cousins' spot um, in the in the second half on um, Sunday's game, Washington had um, played the um, Tennessee Titans, and that. And they actually beat the Tennessee Titans. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Washington Redskins won a game, everybody. Congratulations <laughs> to the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I know Redskins. you are happy.
1: Drilled. Yes,
3: yes. <laughs> thrilled. And Colt McCoy came in, stepped up, played great, great ball, and he's now the starter this Sunday. So, big wow. ups.
1: Yeah,
3: are they going to win this Sunday? No, they're playing Dallas. And Dallas. Um it would be great if, if they do win, but I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. Um see what else is going on in sports, yo, let's see. Basketball's coming up of course, NBA. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yo, let's can we talk about um Jameis Winston, the quarterback for uh, Florida State. Good. Are y'all? Do y'all know who he is? Are y'all up on 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 him as far as with him being in the news and everything? I've heard something. Um, refresh my memory, because I've been. There's a lot of players. All right. Something. Well, he he um he he's the um young young man that went in, into a Publix um, grocery store a while ago, oh, shop like, like, like a while back. And took the um crab crab legs. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. he
3: did something else on campus and made a scene. Like he, I don't know if he's arrogant or if he's spoiled or something, but um yeah, something something not quite um something keep, right. something, Yeah, 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 something yeah. Something's definitely not not right. Well anyway, um I believe it was Bo Bo Jackson that's um Got recently and um, had them um, talked about that. So I ha- thought that um Winston J- Jameis Winston needs to kind of chill out. And um, I thought that was fascinating. I thought that was really really cool that um Bo Jackson came out of came out of nowhere and just kind of yeah uh, yeah. I thought that was cool because I I, I I actually felt that where is his um, dad? Like where is Jameis Winston's father? His uncle? His grandfather? A big brother? Somebody? So in, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I wanted to also mention
4: the um, the uh, Russian um, president or or or
1: or, yeah, Russian, or we were talking about guy talk?
4: with the uh, William sisters. Yeah,
1: uh-huh.
4: yeah. Um,
3: I, they first of all, these are women. These are not men. These are women, and they look like women. They're built like women. Mm-hmm. So I, I I I guess that mm-hmm. he was that he's jealous. You know, he was. I guess he jealous because. Serena and Venus, you know, they're, well, especially Venus, well, Serena, you know, she's very, very dominant. Like, she's the most dominant um, female tennis player in the world. So I guess that was a lot of hate with that. Um, but I thought it was it was pretty disgusting, though. Uh, so
5: yeah. yeah, I that, agree. That's my take on that. Um,
4: that's pretty
3: much it. Sports, again, It's it's been kind of, Kind of weak. Uh, oh, baseball! I want to talk about baseball real quick? Remember, I said last week what what did I say, that it was going to be the um, the St. St. Louis Cardinals versus the um, Kansas City Royals. Mhm. Well, I got it halfway right. <laughs> so it's Kansas City versus San Francisco in the World Series. Who would have thought Kansas City, who actually had to win a play-in game, you know? Just, just to you know, just to get to to this some um, point, man. This is crazy, crazy. So yeah. Uh, congratulations, Kansas City Royals and the Kansas City Royals fans. Big ups. I don't think you all will will be San Francisco, but we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll good
4: see. Up. Good
3: luck. Good luck. Good luck. So yes. Yeah, so anyway, so y'all, you all can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Aaron Cosby, A R O N Cosby, like. Bill and I'll talk to y'all next week. in there, it's all yours. All right, Aaron. Hey, What's going on, Miss Ferguson?
7: Hey, how you doing? Good.
3: How you doing?
7: I'm all right. I'm all right tonight. All right.
3: Well, they got some exciting stuff for us. Holidays I are approaching. Do. Now. <laughs> yes, they
7: are, and I actually even have my very first holiday sale. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, the first sale that I have for you guys tonight is from Gap. Um, Now through the 29th, they're having a sale. And if you shop, you can get up to 75% off of sale and clearance items. So that's going to be a really good sale for everybody. And, of course, this is the time to buy stuff that, you know, is off-season for next. Um, Macy's is having a pop-up sale. And um, if you shop now, you can get 50% off of regular sale and clearance cold weather items. Um, And if you're shopping online, you have to use code brisk, And that's B-R-I-S-K. Uh, PiperLime.com, which is an affiliate of Gap, um, Banana Republic, and Navy, they're having a sale now through the 22nd. And if you shop, you can get 20% off of your purchase. Um, and, of course, this is an online-only store, so you have to use code act Fast. Uh, today is the last day to shop Neiman, Mar- Neiman Marcus Last Call and get an extra 30% off of select items. Um, Mark Jacobs is having a sale event. I'm sorry. Nordstrom Rack is um, having a sale event, um, a Mark Jacobs sale event. And um, if you shop now, you can save on a lot of Mark Jacobs items. I think i tell you guys about these these from time to time. Um, Nordstrom Rack, they'll pick a designer, and they'll put everything by that designer on sale. So this time it's Mark Jacobs. Um, This is my Christmas sale. Um, It's actually through the Personalization Mall, um, and this is an online store, and you have to go to personaliz- personalizationmall.com, and they're having, a Christmas, they're having a Christmas sale on ornaments. So if you shop there, you can get up to 40% off of Christmas ornaments. Um, Nine West is having a breast cancer donation event, and if mm. you shop there now through tomorrow, um, for every $125 you spend, Nine West will donate $25 to Fashion Targets Breast Cancer, and you'll also receive a free gift. Um, Today is the final day to shop Jones New York and get an extra 30% off of everything in the store. That includes clearance and sale items as well. Um, And I like Jones New York for, you know, of course, all the business attire that you have to wear. I, I now have a job where I have to, Dress business professional instead of business casual, um, and Jones New York has actually helped me out a great deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> um Yeah, it really has. Uh, today and tomorrow only, Banana Republic is having a sale. You you can get thirty percent off of your purchase. Uh, you have to use code BRSAVE if you're shopping online. And last but not least, uh, Express is having an online only sale. Um, you can get, and this is for guys and girls, um, Get it, you can get 40% off of all slacks, sweaters, shoes, tees, and tanks. Plus, you can buy one, get one free off of, plus, I'm sorry, buy one, get one 50% off of select items. Now, there's no code required for the sales that I just told you about, but they are offering uh, free shipping, and if you want free shipping, you have to use code 9767.
3: All right. And they can find all that huh? at com, correct?
7: Yep, it's your can.
3: All right, Janelle. Well, thank you as always. You have a great week, okay?
7: Thank you, Stephen. Good night, sure. Miss Clarker. Right.
3: And after this, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Ms. E.T. McNutt after this.
0: You're listening to
1: The Stephen Knight Talk show. Talk show on EOTM. Radio
0: You're listening now. You're listening to
1: The Stephen, Stephen Knight Talk, Talk Show On EOTM Radio, Radio.
0: The Stephen Night Show, Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Only on EOTMradio.com
3: Welcome back to the Steve and I show. You may remember E.P. McKnight, who was a guest on our show earlier this year. She was on to promote and raise funding for her play, And Still I Rise, for the Rainbow Ladies Who Chose Life When Death Knocked, based on breast cancer awareness and survivors. Well, last week the play made its debut, and tonight E.P. joins us to tell us about opening night. Please help me welcome, Miss E.P. McKnight. Welcome to the show.
6: Thank you, Stephen. It's good to be back on the show again. And I also have, have Kevin you. Craig West should be on the line as well.
3: That is correct.
6: Okay. Um, I'm,
3: I'm here. here. Welcome to the, to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so I know last time we talked to uh on the show, you know, you're raising the fund, you're pulling everything together, and then on the 15th last week you had your debut. Tell us yes. all
6: about it. Yes. Uh, Yes, we had our previews on the 15th and the 16th, and I tell you, it was a labor of love for about three months of rehearsal, and just seeing the Mm -hmm. actors tell these stories, and we had um, uh, a small crowd on the previews, but the impact after the show, what they shared, the information they got was very inspiring. So from Mm -hmm. day one, you know, it's just been very delightful, just educating and entertaining the audience on such uh, a matter regarding breast cancer awareness.
3: Oh, wow. And, you know,
6: I think, you know, obviously this is this
3: month is dedicated to breast cancer awareness. And, you know, I've read and seen and people that I know of, you know, have been diagnosed with breast cancer this month. You know what I mean? Ooh. And so I think that the fact that it's plays like this, you know, that motivate and inspire People, because men and women are affected. You know, I think. What, what do you What do you hear from people like that? People that are getting this shocking news and then they're seeing this play or hearing this information. What, do you have any feedback from those kind of people?
6: Oh, absolutely. I mean, even one or a couple of our cast members after we have like a talk back with the audience, and one of the cast members said, I have a confession. I didn't know what she was going to say.
3: And she's about mm. 40
6: years old, and she said, I have to confess, I've never had a mammogram. And listening to all these stories during rehearsals, oh, wow. I'm committed to having my mammogram. And another girl said she's been putting hers off. Because of the show, she's now going to take more charge of her life. And then the audience member said There's, they learned so much. One lady said, I thought I knew all there was about breast cancer, she said, but the way you guys talked about the medicine and things you need to do, she said, I've learned so much. But also, we also highlight the fact that, yes, women mostly do get breast cancer, but men do. So I wanted exactly. Kevin online to kind of share the the male perspective on how he felt because in the play, he gets diagnosed, self-diagnosed with a lump in his breast at the mm. end of the so I wanted what, what, him to share how a men feel because men do get breast cancer. Well, but the response yeah. is just overwhelming. People are like, thank you, thank you for taking such a a, a topic and just bringing light to it. Where right. you attain, but you educate at the same time.
3: Okay, and
6: Kevin, hmm. tell us about your, your character and
3: you know kind of what what EP was just discussing. You know, from a male's perspective. Right, uh, my character. Uh, has gone through the loss of his grandmother uh uh having breast cancer and uh sadly comes home to the news that his girlfriend uh played by the lovely and talented Zakiya al uh that she has uh breast cancer and he unknowingly is pretty selfish uh in his thought process uh you know of it you know he's you know he he doesn't mean to be uh you right. know selfish but it's it's just about you know it's a heavy load that he's you know already under, undergone and now he's fearful that he'll lose his 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 girlfriend mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah it's 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 pretty heavy um personally um my mother uh, has gone through uh, has has uh had breast cancer had a uh, lymectomy and it's it's pretty it's pretty scary. I lost my stepfather uh, six years ago, seven years ago now, uh, to to bone cancer. And, uh, wow. uh, you know, so, you know, cancer itself is pretty scary. But, uh, yeah, when my mother told me that she had breast cancer, you know, it was that, that fear all over again. So I totally identify with this character, you know, selfishly thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose someone else that, you know, I love and care for. And don't you think it's the fear? The fear, you know, like you said, your character lost, I believe, the mo- his mother to breast cancer. Now his girlfriend is that fear. Okay, I'm gonna have to go through this again. Is, is that what kind of makes the person kind of retreat and, and get in that little selfish realm where they don't really want to deal with it again? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's heavy to to go. I mean, the loss of of anyone for any reason, obviously, is yeah. pretty heavy. But uh, you know, cancer can be. You know, uh, you know the way it just it just eats at you. It can be it can be pretty quick, or it can be you know painfully slow. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it, it, it's
4: heavy.
6: But yeah. you know, also Stephen, the thing about it, I want people to stop thinking of breast cancer survivors. I think of them as breast cancer champions or warriors. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, it's so uh, yeah, I yeah. I I'm stressing that because I think psychologically. And physically, it does something to the body when you think of yourself as a warrior or a champion, as right. opposed to surviving I me, mean, I'm surviving, I'm making it. No, 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 no.
3: Yeah,
6: I agree. Yeah. Really and, you know, it's interesting to say that because I'm, I'm reading this book called Faith and Confessions, and mm-hmm. it
3: talks about, you know, the words you speak over yourself, you know, the healing in your own voice, in your, in your mind, and what you believe and what your faith is in. So I agree, it is a difference from hearing warrior or champion as opposed to survivor. It seems like you're kind of lesser if you're a survivor. You know what I mean? Exactly.
6: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So when people leave
6: this play, what is it you want them to take away? That breast cancer is not a death sentence and that it not only affects women, it affects men Mm -hmm. of all ages. Women and men of all ages. It used to be like forty, fifties. 50s. Get your mammogram. No matter what, yeah. get a mammogram. Examine yourself. Be proactive. That's what I want them to walk away with. Wow, wow! And and this and this play is running for a while. Give us the dates. We're running now through the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. We're at the Grove Center Theater on one 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 hyphen B West Olive Avenue in Burbank. And if they want tickets, they can go on brownpapertickets dot com.
3: E.P. and Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. And thank you for the work you're doing because this is
6: touching lives is blessing lives. And thank you so much for this work and coming on the show and sharing with our listeners tonight. Absolutely. Right. And thank you for having us. And we appreciate you very much. And God bless your everything you touch. Thank, thank, you, you,
1: thank you so thanks. much. You
6: all, all right. Take care. care. Bye. Thank you. And we'll, we'll be right
3: back after this with Pastor Keon Henry. Yeah.
1: for more. So tune in and tell a friend about to the hot station on internet land. Yeah. Back and listen to EOTM on a mission. Classic city records, ain't no competition. Pay attention to the grind, we're in it's a vision. Entrepreneurs on the move this is not EOTM you. radio, we heard from coast to coast. Entrepreneurs on the move giving you the most. EOTM radio we heard from coast to coast.
6: A section in the nation, no underestimating If I'm fascinating, gon' hit them up out. Giving you bang for your buck, get your numbers up Come Stop. On. Stop sitting around whining, crying Ooh-oh. about making it, but ain't trying it. Central City Records, we tired. Go to EOTM and
7: start climbing E-O-T-M Radio <laughs> Giving you the
1: most C-O-T-M-A-O oh, Giving you the money
3: a nice show. Lately in the news, the news has been saturated with stories about the Ebola crisis. 33-year-old mega-pastor Keon Henderson of Lighthouse Church in Houston, Texas, recently uh, released a very interesting blog entitled The Cure for Ebola. Tonight, he joins us to tell us more, and it tell us about some of the exciting things that are happening in this church. Please help me welcome Pastor Keon Henderson. Welcome to the show. Pastor uh, Henderson on? Okay, I was totally he was. Well, Maybe Well, maybe not yet. Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's switch gears real quick while we wait for Pastor Henderson to come on. Let's talk about the question of the day. You know we ask our question of the day uh, every day, but especially on Mondays we want to hear from you. Tonight's question of the day, anytime we talk about relationships, it is it gets heavy. Now, would it bother you if someone that uh, you recently started dating exclusively still maintain a consistent contact with their ex. Go to Stephen Knight's show on Twitter, uh, Stephen Knight's show, SHO, and then our Facebook page and answer that question. I, I'll read some of your comments later on. Uh, let's see. We're waiting on to see uh, what's going on with our with our guests to make sure they're on here.
4: We thought they weren't.
3: But I'll read you some of the responses that we have already. Let's see. All right. So Deidre said yes. Grover said not, no, not at all. And Deja said, consistent is what she has the issue with. Unless they share children or child, occasional contact is okay. Makes makes me think that uh, you miss or still want the other person. Uh, let's see. Mercedes said, no, not at all. Tyrone said, as someone who is still friends with his ex, I don't have an issue with it. Not everyone broke up in the same manner. The ones who say yes either are still hurt or still have feelings. It's okay to learn how to forgive and move on. Let's see. Uh, Adrian said, "Unless you are you are you are biolo- have biological kids involved, oh, there are biological kids involved. Yes, she would have problems. That person is an extra reason. Besides, close close one chapter before you open another. Otherwise, say what you want, or there will be issues." Cato he said, "Why women say it isn't an issue when they do it?" But say, I don't trust the situation when men and our exes chop it up. LOL, it's funny. Adrian responded, prime reason why folks need to let go of an ex. And stop using, oh, we're still best of friends. Side eye. Quit BSing and be honest. Bottom line, folks want to just have their cake and eat it too. Male and female, shaking her head. Cato responds, yeah, I'm not cool with it, but years have gone by, and they're still keeping in contact during the relationship. So I say forget it, I'll do me. So he touched on the soft spot for him. Ashley said, depends on if they have kids. Kids come first, but uh, he would always be suspect. Courtney says people get on her nerves attempting to justify still open chapters in their lives, especially men, for right? If, are famous for compartmentalizing things people, women, exes. Even if they break up as a, uh, amicable and, and mature, there's still no need for the exes to communicate on a consistent basis, especially if children are not involved. People just love and like keeping their options open and available. Let's stop trying to justify messages. Flora so said, not if children are involved, Shwindip said, but if no child is involved they are excellent reasons we've been passed in the past. All right. So, I'm just on our guest. I'll remind you that we are nominated for uh, ATL's Hottest Entertainment Awards. Uh, Steve and I Show I picked up a nomina- nomination for uh, Hottest Online Radio Show. And then I have picked up two uh, nominations as Hottest Male Vocalist and Hottest rising Superstar. And so we definitely need your votes. Go to ATL and cast your votes. And while we wait for the pastor and, and I and Key to call in, we're gonna play some music. So let's try to get that queued up. Continue to comment on the question of the day. And uh no, go go check us out on social media. We're all all over social media. Um Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Well, not. we Instagram. I'm on Instagram. Stephen Night Thirty Two. But I post about the show, and so does Cheeky. Absolute Cheeky on Instagram. But we're on Facebook, Twitter, we're on Google Plus, and of course our website, um, Stephen Night Show dot Web dot com. Okay. So I'm kind of. Uh, I'm just trying to kill time. This will happen with your live, your live uh, radio. Also, I do want to remind you again that I am performing this weekend. Um, it's going to be on it's the 17th anniversary of um, the healthy hair fashion and, and just taking care of yourself. It's a big event. It's a two-day event this Saturday this Sunday. Go to our website for more information on that. Um, I'll perform it on Saturday at 1230. I'm singing a few songs. I look forward to it. It'll be great. What we're going to do now while we wait for our last two guests, we're going to play some music. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh, we'll be right back. Next guest is here. Lately in the news, as I said before, he's been saturated with stories about the Ebola crisis. 33-year-old mega-pastor Keon Henderson of Lighthouse Church in Houston, Texas, recently released a very interesting blog entitled The Cure for Ebola. Tonight, he joins us to tell us more and about some of the wonderful things that they're doing at his church. Please help me welcome Pastor Keon Henderson. Welcome to the show. Pastor Henderson? Can you hear me? There, yes. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing fine. How are you? Doing well, well, doing well. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. I uh, Just at the moment I was calling in, my wife uh, told me that my sister actually uh, was admitted to the hospital. and uh, Oh, no. And yeah, she kept saying it won't go down, it won't go down. I said, Lord knows I'm not about to do an interview about Ebola. She said, no, not temperature, blood pressure. I said, well, oh. uh, that, that's a little bit of a relief. So we're just praying yeah. that everything... Uh, is going to be Absolutely. well with her, so I'll check on her after we finish. Please do, and, and, and our prayers uh, definitely go out to to her as well, definitely. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit, before we get into the blog you wrote, tell us a
4: little bit about uh, the Lighthouse Church.
3: Well, you know, the Lighthouse Church is a, a small child. God laid it on our heart just about five years ago to start a ministry here uh, in the deep south, in the hot south Texas, Houston, Texas, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, one of the best cities on planet earth. And uh, if anybody, mm-hmm. uh, anybody from Houston uh, would tell you, uh, from Texas, I should say this is one of the best states on earth. And uh, God put that, uh, that, you know, that unction in us to start the ministry. And with five people, uh, we went into prayer and sat around a, um, a dinner table and had no money and uh, no resources and no hope, uh, but just a little bit of faith. And uh, we came together and here we are five years later with a uh, membership uh, hovering right around three thousand, uh sixty five thousand square foot campus on about twenty acres of land. So God has been good to us in a short amount of time. Amen. And and I can tell you I I was in Houston for five weeks last year in in, in the summertime. You all have some awesome food. <laughs> yeah, it is hot out there. It is hot out there in But it was I did I agree. You know, one of my best friends from school, he's from Houston He's always talking about Houston, he moved every other place and came back to Houston. He loves Houston. And Houston is a great city. So, but uh so I agree with you there. But tell us about um you know what how did you become a pastor? What what was your drive to, you know, to say this is what I this is my purpose. This is what I need to do. Well, really uh to be honest with you, I get asked that question a lot. I did not have a drive to be a pastor. Um and, mm-hmm. I, and I I would be lying if I said I did. My my life's goal uh, from the start had been to be an NBA basketball player. I'd worked my way up, started wow. playing basketball all the way back in the fourth grade and, um, and and played middle school and high school, went off and got a Division one basketball uh, scholarship and uh, just played basketball my whole life. And I'll never forget my coach, uh, who could verify the story, his name is Doug No, uh, One day he mm-hmm. sat with me um, on a road game and said, Keon, uh, you're going to have to make a choice. And people all say, "Well, what choice did he uh, did he give you? What ultimatum did he give you?" Well, at the uh, what most people don't know is that I was pastoring a church while I was in college at the same time. Oh wow! Okay. And so I was a, I was a senior in in college and a senior pastor at the same time. And so my coach would let me leave practice to go teach Sunday school or preach. <laughs> and then mm. after I, after I preached and taught Sunday school, I would run back over to practice. And it just got kind of old after a few years. And he said, right. "He said you're going to have to make a choice." Uh, either you're going to play basketball or you're going to preach. And, um, you know, that's just the way it is. And uh, just like any God-fearing Christian young man would do, I said, I'll play basketball. <laughs>
1: right.
3: <laughs> I, told, I told him, I said, I'll play basketball. Uh, I'll let the Lord uh, pay me $100 million and I'll buy him a church. And oh, yeah. uh, I said that at 4.30 in the afternoon and by uh, Eight thirty nine o'clock that night, I was on a stretcher because I had torn my ACL in my left mm. knee. Um, and I often say that God had to cause a shift in my knee in order to force a shift in my mind, and that is what got me into pastoring. Wow, that's an awesome story. That's an awesome story. So obviously, you know, you you know, especially with this church, with the Lighthouse Church. Uh, it's grown significantly over the past five years. And so I think it's kind of confirmation that this is what you were led to do. Did you agree? Yeah, I, I believe that uh, God does a number of things. Number one, he never exposes you on a level he doesn't intend for you to live and, uh, and operate on. And all of my life he had exposed me to great ministry and great pastors and great mentors. And mm-hmm. uh, it took me a little while to learn, but all of that exposure – uh, and mentorship and relationship, God was really preparing me for this moment. And you're right. exactly right. It's, it's confirmation. And now I know more than ever that I'm living mm-hmm. my destiny, uh, that I'm living in my purpose. And and uh, as one of my good friends, uh, Mr. Darrell Patrick, would say, uh, that for those of us who minister, it's really our destiny to help you find yours. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your blog. Uh you wrote a, a very interesting blog, The Cure for Ebola, and I actually read it with one of my friends uh, yesterday. And you talk about, um, what, what, t- t- walk us through the blog a little bit, you know, your your thoughts and, and kind of how you uh, told us what the cure is. Well, you know, I, it goes back to my mission statement as a minister and as our church, and that is that we provide you know things uh, for for human human stewardship, and so we often say that we're not doing our job unless we're helping people. And mm-hmm. you know this thing about Ebola. I mean, you could turn the news on right now, oh, and somebody's talking about it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was watching, and I and I watch all of them. I was watching CNN with Anderson Cooper, and I was watching MSNBC right. with Rachel Maddow, and I was watching Fox uh, News with. Um, uh, O'Reilly, and, and all mm-hmm. of them are saying different things, and some people are making it political and not, but I heard one doctor talking about it was airborne, and then I heard another talk talk about that it wasn't, and so I said, right. you know what, let me just go ahead and set the record straight that it is not up to the CDC and not the presidents of the United States, and it is not up to uh, the prime minister of, 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 of anybody in Europe, it is not the president of Spain, or what have you, you know, if 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 this thing is really going to be tapered and to be controlled, uh, it's going to be done because the people of God have stood up and have petitioned against the devil and have asked God to send down his grace. And you know what? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happened uh, in uh, the book of Exodus with the children of Israel as mm-hmm. uh, as as uh, 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 the Pharaoh was holding the children of Israel captive, and when God wanted to set his people free, the Bible says he sent ten plagues. And then I put mm-hmm. that scripture in there where God says, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. And so right now our land, it needs a healing, but the prerequisite for healing the land is not the CDC uh, and people donating millions of dollars and billions of dollars. Yeah, is that all good? Yeah, it all helps. Absolutely. But the cure comes. Uh, when the people of God, when we turn from our wicked ways, that's first. Seek the mm-hmm. face of God. That second, and then He'll heal our land. Wow, wow. And so, you know, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and our our previous guest, E.P. McKnight, she is doing a play, you know, about that. And you know, we we find a lot of people. We're hearing a lot more people, you know, getting cancer. They're they're um, being Diagnosed of cancer Do you feel the same way in terms of That being the cure for, for cancer The cure for prevention Well the, the cure For everything um, is, is hearing from God Now you know some people are Absolutely not going to be as spiritual as myself And some people believe in medicine And I don't want to give off the idea That I don't believe in medicine Because let me right. tell you medicine has helped me On a many a times when prayer didn't mm-hmm. seem to work You know, right, I yeah. prayed I prayed God take his head away, headache away, but Advil did it. <laughs> so I believe. <laughs> right? I believe in science, but I don't believe that science works outside of the auspices of God. And I don't believe that medicine is actually uh, is actually. I don't think that medicine actually attains its purpose until God allows or sends somebody into the earth realm to do so. For instance, Mm -hmm. uh, if we're we're ever going to heal cancer, one thing I can guarantee you is God's going to create the person
4: who went to the Mm -hmm. right
3: school, who was around the right mentors, with the right information to make the right discovery. So no matter which way you slice it, even though man may be uh, the conduit in which God uses to get the cure into the earth realm, it will still start with God. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I've been doing some reading. Um, I'm reading a book now called Faith and Confessions, and it talks about living in faith versus living in fear, and it says that when you're living in faith, you're living in what the promise of what God has, you know, placed in your life. When you're living in fear, you're living in what the enemy has professed over your life. So what are your thoughts on the release of that? Do you want to expound on that? Well, faith, uh, according to my uh, synopsis, is forsaking all, I trust God. F A I T H. -hmm. forsaking Mm -hmm. all, I trust him. Fear is to forget everything and run. And and Mm -hmm. I'm sure that most of you all have heard those colloquialisms before, Mm -hmm. but it is true Mm -hmm. that its essence that you have to live a life of faith. And let me tell you something about faith. Um, I was um, reading um, a, a documentary one time about how over in third-world countries they don't have toothpaste. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and so I began to ask the question, well, then, you know, obviously with gingivitis and gum disease and all of these things that exist, if I live in a third-world country and I don't want all of the teeth in my mouth to be rotten and fall out, what do I do? Because here in America, all we know is about toothpaste. Mm -hmm. I was reading a documentary. Well, here's what they said. They said in third-world countries, especially where they have mustard trees, People will actually break the branches off of the mustard tree and begin to brush their teeth with the branches from mustard trees. Mm. So that's interesting because the Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. move mountains. So here it is. Yes. Uh, most people don't understand is that faith only works when it's in your mouth.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. If you get yeah. to comparison yep.
3: that. Faith only works when you get it in your mouth. And a lot of people say that they have faith, but faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence Uh of things not seen, which means that I have to have the belief system that things that I don't have are already mine, things Mm -hmm. that I have not seen. You have to see it before you see it. So I want everybody who's listening to understand that there is a magic to believing and that if you would just get your faith in your mouth, if you can get it in your mouth and then get it in your mind, you can get it in the material possession. So if you need money, the first thing you got to do is get it in your mouth, and then you'll see mm-hmm. it in your pocket. If you yep. need a healing, the first thing you got to do is say, by his stripes I am healed. That thing has to be in your mm-hmm. mouth and mm-hmm. in your mind before it will ever materialize in your life. And you have to believe it. You have to believe it. You know, I know I know the listeners think they're having church tonight, but, I mean, you preaching on this uh, interview. <laughs> well, you know, that's what I do for a living and I like to You're inspire right. people and, and if we need to go to church for a little bit, we'll go to church and then we can do talk it. business and then we can do that. I, I like to bring a lot of things different to the table.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Well let's talk
3: about some of the amazing things that happened at and at uh, Lighthouse Church there in Houston. You're launching um the anti hunger campaign. Uh, you and Lighthouse Ministries on November first talk about that. Well, what we've decided to do is we've decided not to legislate our city's problems to the government or to the city officials and believing that God has always and will always institute change uh, through the local body. And so we've come together and said, okay, well, what, what what are the things that our city is dealing with? And if anybody has ever been to Houston for any amount of time and have paid attention, um, and I don't care if you're in the upper echelon of neighborhoods or if you're in the ghetto, you will find somebody on the street, in the middle of the street, on uh, some median saying, we'll work for food, or Mm -hmm. or, uh, I just lost my job, can you help, or I have three children, and I need every corner. And so we are a city of over 5 million people, the largest city geographically in the United States of America, and yet with all of the billions of dollars of oil and energy and and all of the things that keep this city afloat, we still – have amassed a great deal of of people who have hunger as a part of their daily life. And and here's the deal. We've also got one of the largest Meals on Wheels programs uh, in, in the United States of America. Now, for people who don't know what Meals on Wheels is, Meals on Wheels is a program that feeds seniors three times mm-hmm. a day that are homebound and cannot come out. So what Thank we've you. done is we've connected with the Interfaith Ministries of Houston and said, you know what, we're going to tag along right with those people, and we're going to package food, purchase food, and deliver food to over 3,000 seniors three times a day uh, to ensure that we put a dent into this hunger problem that we have in our city. We're going to also give out dog food to people uh, who have animals and are not able mm. to feed them, and we're also mm-hmm. going to have a truck uh, at the church and the date is forthcoming in the month of November where we'll have almost 20,000 pounds of food that we will be giving away to the people in the adjacent neighborhoods. Because here's one thing I've learned. I've learned that people can have a job, have a house, have a car, have clothes, and still be hungry. It's true. Yeah. Because they always talk about people, um, a lot of times the efforts are focused towards people who are homeless or whatnot, but, there are some people that are working and they're living paycheck to paycheck, and you know they don't have like they go without food sometimes if they can't they don't qualify for assistance and in, in the services that are out there. So I, that's awesome. That's awesome. And my, that, I, I am the I'm the son of a single mother who mm-hmm. worked at Taco Bell uh, and made seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour and raised three children. And we had wow. a roof over our head, but let me tell you, we were hungry. Uh, We didn't Mm -hmm. have much clothes. We had a two-bedroom with five people in it. I know what it is. And, see, I think sometimes God has to expose you to a thing in order for you to have a passion for
1: it. Do away
3: with people who have a passion for things. And I'm not saying it's not possible, but but it's hard to have a passion for something you've never experienced. See, the the deepest hurt uh, causes you to be the biggest help. And so since I've been there and done that, and and had the food stamps and and lived in the in the in the slums of Gary, Indiana, my whole life in what was the mm-hmm. murder capital of the United States of America. I've seen people die. I've seen people starve. I've seen people get raised in single family homes and and not have fathers. And so this hunger thing is real. And while we right, have mothers yeah. who are working and 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 grinding their fingers and the axe to the grind to the to the bone, I should say, and and are doing all they can just to keep the lights on the truth is is that the lights may be on but there is a hunger pain in the stomach exactly. and it might be mm-hmm. the reason why our children cannot focus at school it might be the reason why they're acting out and it may be the reason why some of our young men and women are okay being in prison because at least there they get fed three times a right exactly yeah i agree i agree so i mean this is just example of the you know, lighthouse, humanitarian, five years of grace giving back to community. You know, you, from what I read and what I understand, that your church, you and your church, you you feed into your community. You know, I know a lot of churches that do that, but what is the significance of, you know, because some people they'll go, they'll go overseas and minister to, you know, countries that don't that, have the exposure, um, but wh- why is it so important to be in your home community giving back? The Bible says uh, that uh, when he gives us the command of how to reach the world, he says, I want you to go to first, to Samaria, to Judea, uh, and then to the uttermost parts of the world. And and so what that really says is you, you have to start at home. Charity begins at home. You have to start uh, with feeding people on your street before you send food over the over the waters. Hmm. You got to first be able to feed people in your city before you go to the nation. You got to be in your region before you go to the world. You got to be in, in, in your country before you go abroad. And so it's a it's a strong process that as our recesses grow, we reach further. But I think it's, in in my opinion, according to the ministry God gave me, it, it would be irresponsible of me to look over the person who's standing five feet from my church to go feed right. somebody who's 5,000 miles away yeah not to say yeah. that i'm not doing that because our church is doing that too uh we've we've sent resources overseas we've uh we've donated 23,000 pounds of clothes to uh less fortunate wow. people uh, here uh uh um uh, here uh, in our neighborhoods and abroad but i i think that you have to have a responsibility to fertilize if you will or to cultivate Uh, the portion of the vineyard where God placed you. And I think that, and you know what? And Jesus did it because before Jesus was effective to the then world, he invested all of his time in the 12 disciples that Mm -hmm. that followed him Mm -hmm. and everybody's going for the world. But what about the 12 that's standing there looking at you? Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Pastors are, you know, they are people that we look up to the people that we, I think we hold to an extremely high standard, and yet they're still human. A lot of times we hear about different scandals of pastors and whatnot. Um, what? how is it like, you know, being the man that everyone looks up to, and having that type of pressure? Do you feel that, or, or do you? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you accept that? Well, I think that anybody who say who's in my position to say they don't feel the pressure. I, mm-hmm. I think they would be. Um, I, I think they would be doing anything less than telling the truth. I, I feel the right. pressure, um, and uh, it is a heavy pressure. But I accept it because I understand um, that people are not coming to me uh, to find a human. They're actually coming because they, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, believe that I am a spiritual connection to a higher right. power of being God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, if pastoring was something that I chose. Um, that would be one thing, but it's a calling, and I believe that when you have a calling, you have to operate uh, in, in that calling and integrity, and, and it doesn't mean that I'm perfect, and it doesn't mean that I'm flawless, but I do live every day knowing that I'm held to a higher standard, and I often ask myself, is uh, is the mistake that I have the potential to make worth losing everything that I enjoy on a day-to-day basis? And kind of that, mm. that kind of keep, keeps me focused a little bit. I have a loving, supporting wife. Uh, I've yeah. got children that I don't want to shame. You know, it's right, it's, yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing more than what the average person would think of. It's I don't have a superhuman formula, but but right. I do think that um, that you know pastors have uh, a lot of stress. And I tell you, and it comes from the church, and that's the hard part. Um right. You know, when I'm when I'm scrutinized by people, I don't know. Um, that's fine. That's to be expected. The hardest scrutiny. Uh, comes from the people where you didn't expect it from. And I think right, that anybody yeah. would admit that your greatest pain came from a place where you had mm-hmm. too much expectation. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. Well, Pastor Keon, Houston, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to join us. I mean, you, like I said, we had church tonight. But uh, can you tell us a little bit more where we can keep up with all the exciting things that are going on with you and with White House uh, Church? Well, let me thank you so much for allowing us to come, and I hope that all of you all who are listening or will be listening to this at a later time as recorded uh, will come and check us out. We're here in Houston, Texas. Jeff's purchased a new building. Uh, We'll be going on our sixth week in this uh, facility. Uh, The address is 6650 Rankin Road, Houston, Texas, 77396. Um, And I'm a a social media um, uh, zombie. I stay on this thing, so... Whenever yeah, I'm not studying, right. I got a, a cell phone in my hand, and I was looking at your page today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, I, yeah, I saw you retweeting, retweetin', uh, you know, I our, 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 our tweeted about you coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, and, and a lot of people always say, is, is that really him? I'm like, yeah, it's really me. I'm on here Man, putting, you? <laughs> you know, real stuff on here. So you can hit me up on Twitter and Facebook at Pastor Keon. Keon is spelled K-E-I-O-N. So the same handle for Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and you can hit me up on Facebook at uh, either the Lighthouse Church uh, underscore H O U for Houston or <clears throat> the same thing for myself, Keon Henderson, on uh, on Facebook. And um, you know we on Pinterest now. You know Pinterest is is uh, one that they do now. They do do that one. I don't know nothing about the Pinterest. Yeah, if you like Pinterest, yeah. go ahead over there and find <laughs> us. And uh, we've got a YouTube channel uh, that you can find us. So anywhere. They have got for you to find us. We are there. We're ready to serve you in any way we can. Uh and here at the Lighthouse Church we always say we're offering brighter tomorrows every day. Wow. Next time I come to Houston, I'm visiting the church, so I look definitely look forward to that. But and then we'll so take a picture and put it on your Twitter and my Instagram and your Instagram and everybody know you can't. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm we'll always that. <laughs> All right, no problem. All right. Well you take care and, and best wishes to your sister. All right. God bless you. God bless you. All right. And for more information about Pastor Keon Henderson and uh, the Lighthouse Church, there's a link on our Facebook page. we we'll right I see
0: You're listening to
1: The Stephen, Stephen Knight Talk show. Talk show on EOTM Radio. Radio.
0: You're listening now. You're listening to
1: the Stephen Night Talk, Talk Show on EOTM Radio. Radio. The Stephen Night Show
0: Monday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time only on EOTMradio.com.
3: Welcome back to the Stephen Night Show. Now it's time to go to Stephen's playlist. As you know, we receive music from people all over the country wanting to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist, uh, and tonight we feature songs from both independent and major artists, including Faith Evans, Tamar Braxton, and Legacy. If you're interested in being featured on our playlist, please email us at show at gmail.com, attach one or two songs, your bio, and one or two promotional uh, pictures. Remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing, and we definitely look forward to hearing from you. First song up is from Tamar Braxton, it's her new single called Let Me Know. Check it out and enjoy Stephen's playlist. Okay. on the story of Michael, an attorney, and Janet, a not-too-easy-to-control fiancé, seems to have everything, a nice home, nice cars, good job, the American dream. But when Michael tries to change Janet's lifestyle, their relationship takes a turn for the worst. Now things start to spiral downhill, and Michael has no one else to turn to but his best friend, Gregory, who helps to remind him what could happen when a man loves a woman. This is a stage play you don't want to miss. It debuts later this month. Tonight's Key Lagoons joins us to tell us more. Welcome to the show.
7: Hello. Thank you. How are you doing?
3: I apologize for having a hold. I did not realize you were on the line. I apologize yes, for yes. that. <laughs> <fine. No problem. laughs> but, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm excited. This, this play here is here in Atlanta. Tell us, you know, because you, you wrote the play, is that correct?
7: Yes, actually, I wrote it with um, Devon James. He's on the line also.
3: Okay. How you doing Devon? Devon, are you there? Okay. Well <laughs> tell, us, tell us about uh you writing the play and what's, what's okay. different and
7: kind of the process. It's a Christian slash um drama play and uh um,
3: Okay.
7: Um, it got a little comedy relief really, to so it. We have um it was written as a film and um now we have nine um cast members.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: So, uh, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of plays, especially church-based plays, which is awesome because it gives. For a long time, there wasn't any place where, you know, God-fearing people could go and really have that entertainment. So mm-hmm. you're helping contri contribute to that. Why is that important to you?
7: Well, it's very important. Um, you know, we always keep, um, you know, religion, um, converse mm-hmm. and everything, and um, it's um, – kinda of like a love relationship type. Okay.
3: And Devon, I think you joined us. Sure.
4: Are you on Deborah? Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm just having discord okay. right now. Okay. Well you, you helped uh co write this play
3: with uh Keith. Tell us about your take on it, you know, why it was important to get this story out, you know, this entertainment out to uh to Christian people.
4: Uh, I I I I believe well and I know it's important because it's so it's so many people, um that's um you no, know, like many people are Christians and it's a lot of people that's not uh, non Christian but many so many people have been hurt in the church. Mhm. Yeah. Uh you no, know, it could be either a church members or it could be even a pastor, you know.
5: And uh me right. and you know,
4: we we come together and try to you know, bring twists to the to the play. And show people that hey, you can you can you can survive, you know, without a right. um, not not only did God create you when in, in this um in his own mind, but he when he created you, he created you and um for so you to believe that you didn't really need no one to make you complete because you was already completing him. But Right,
5: exactly.
4: exactly. But yes, but when but when you take on a partner and God says, you know, he had divorced he don't mean for you didn't you get divorced, but even though you committed to that thing sometimes you had to you had to work through all the situations no matter who you are, you know? Right, exactly. And without giving away, you know, the
3: play, because I want everyone to, to go see it, Michael, you know, he and his fiancée, Janet, they're having these issues, and his best friend has to remind him what happens when a man loves a woman. What is it that he, what is, without giving it away, what does it mean when a man loves a woman?
4: What is a man? Yes. Okay, yeah, well, when a man loves a woman, you know, he would give us. He would give his life uh, for the woman. Not exactly his, um, his physical life, but he would he would lay down all his priorities and put that woman first. You know, mm-hmm. he would uh, make sure that no all her needs are met. You know, but first of all, right. he make sure that um, that he you know, he loves God because if he don't love God, it's impossible for him to love his own wife. You know, even himself. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and Janet
7: and yeah. Janet, she likes to um you no, know, she likes to party, so she's not trying to hear nothing what um, Michael <laughs> has to say, nor is she trying to listen to what Pastor's trying to say. So they're trying to convince her and talk to her and make you know her come to sense wow. and stuff like that. But she's not trying to hear all that.
3: Mm. so So um, you, you, you write I uh, keep from a woman's perspective, and uh, Dorian, you write from a male perspective. How did you all kind of come together? You know, I'm sure you all may have had some uh, bumped heads along the way because men and women think differently. Did you all have anything anything like that happen? No, not at all. No, we didn't. We
7: both are are married, so we we, we know what to, you know, put and take out and stuff like that. So that works out, you know, best. Right.
3: Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. So the play, it it debuts
7: when? Uh, October 25th. It'll be at the Galaxy Theater in Riverdale, Georgia.
4: Okay, wow. So I, I know
3: here it's coming up. It's coming up. What what is everyone running around now trying to make sure every dot is eyes crossed uh tears, eyes I um, yes. died yes. crossed. Everybody <laughs> running around doing right, that.
7: Right. <laughs> yes, everybody is, is, you know, they're ready. Um They're ready. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting and funny, um uh the characters are very funny, and 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 you know they can get into their serious modes mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm excited about this, and Deborah yeah. and I, you know, we have come a long way, and um, it it's finally here. So um, yeah, well, you know, it'll be at, at uh, the, the Galaxy Theater. What did you say, Deborah? I said we
4: have, we have a show at three p.m. and one at seven p.m. Okay, so it's two shows.
3: Okay, and there's a link on our Facebook page where they can uh, purchase tickets. Now, how is it feeling open at night to see this that you all brought together to actually be live for everyone to see? How's it going to feel for you? Can you, can you
4: imagine? No, I, um, if it, from my point of view, I've never been to anything like this, you know. I can't imagine, but okay. uh, I know the uh, journey is going is to be flowing, and um, I all that I'll say, man, I just, I'm, I'm going to be ready on that day, you know. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Keith?
7: I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm yeah. excited. Um, it's come, you know, a long way and, and it's finally here. I'm just excited for everything.
3: I'm happy for you all. Tell us one more time where everyone can, you know, find out more information, give us the address so make sure everyone's listening and can get there.
7: It's um When a Man Loves a Woman, um October twenty fifth, three PM and seven PM show. Um seven eight four four Taylor Road, Riverdale, Georgia. 30274. That's at the Galaxy Theater. The doors are open at 2 o'clock for the 3 p.m. show and 6 o'clock for the 7 p.m. show.
3: I wish you all nothing but the best, and thank you for coming on. I apologize again for the wait, but thank you for coming on. I know it's going to be a great a great uh, show, a great uh, play, and I wish you all the best.
2: Oh, Thank you for having us. God bless
7: you. No problem.
3: Yes. You have you a good one. No problem. All right. All right, so for more information you can go to our Facebook page or our website, uh links for for purchasing tickets and also there's a trailer that you can watch as well. Wanna remind you again to connect with us on social media, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Google Plus, and our website. Our website we have uh obviously the current show and then we also have where you can go back and see shows you may have missed. Uh maybe sometimes you aren't able to um to catch to catch the live show. The same link always works for uh, the next day or in, even going forward in their podcast. You can also go on iTunes and download the shows for free. Um, but we also have a page on there that tells you more about EOTM, tells you more about our cast, uh, me, Ms. Parker, K, Adam, Aaron, Genera, tells all about that. We have a link to uh, Genera's Budget Shopaholic page and everything that we have going on. You know, we have a lot going on even outside the show, you know, GK has conversations. G K Adam is an actor. He's always shooting uh, movies. Uh and then Jannera has her blog. You know I do music. I do music so you can find out what we're all doing on our website, the Steven Show dot web dot com. Follow us on Twitter. We're always tweeting and our Facebook page is crazy now. We post funny videos and fun uh, interesting articles and great discussions. So definitely want you to connect with us and uh let us know your thoughts. And you can also submit show ideas to us if you're an artist or, you know, you have a play or a business or something that you want to share with us, a book that you want to share with us, definitely do that. And we definitely review them and see if we want to uh, bring you on the show or not. So I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. It's been awesome. I want to thank our guests. Make sure I say everyone because they're so great. E.P. McKnight and Kevin was with me. I can't remember his last name. Uh, obviously, Dr. Uh, Pastor Keon Henderson of the Lighthouse Church, and then uh Keith Lagoon and uh Duran Durant. I want to thank them all for joining us tonight. You all have a great week, and God bless. Thanks for that. I
1: hey, you know we broke heart, tears rolling down your face. You know I'm coming over to make sure you're okay. You don't have to wait. I'm afraid to pray. I'm a superman. You're all a You're all You know I'm on the Radio Entrepreneurs on the moon Reshaping life for a better tomorrow